Charles Spur. Hannah Goldberg-Craig. And Megan Spur. Congratulations, Charles. You did it without it being awkward. And we didn't even have to point to Hannah. We figured out the triangle again. <laughs> I mean, it feels more like a circle for me, but it's fine. It'll work. It's... <laughs> It's all right. You know, it's I'm so used to just Burr's book ending it that when there's <laughs> when when I'm the only non-spur on on the call in the podcast, it makes it so much easier for me. It's when we add that other person that it becomes a problem. <laughs> I just like that it's a problem now. <laughs> it's been a problem since the time since that one time you decided not to point and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> You know, since we're doing this all remotely now, thanks to uh, COVID and everything, we should bring my brother on and then there'd be three spurs and then you'd have to figure it out. No, and then I just wouldn't join the podcast that week. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing against Eddie. I love Eddie. He's one of my favorite people. But um, that kind of pressure at the start of the show, I can't, I can't do it. And also, like, uh, as, as I think I mentioned last time, I'm an EST, so I am three hours more brain dead than everyone else on this call who's in Pacific time. So I can't handle that, okay? I just just can't. Sorry, Eddie. You are theoretically already breaking Hannah. (laughs) I mean, it is Eddie. It wouldn't be the first time. (laughs) Love you, Eddie. (laughs) Love you so much. (laughs) Anyways, less Eddie-related news. Right. uh, So speaking of COVID... What a great segue. (laughs) It's become to the point where it's dragging on more than any of us really would have wanted it to back in February. And everything under the sun has been canceled. I mean, we started with the very close to the date cancel of uh, Emerald City Comic Con. Dude, I was remembering that. Like, there was a, what was the website? Is it canceled yet.net? I think it was, maybe. Uh, Anyways, it was a little bit more satirical about like all the things that were being canceled due to the virus and Emerald City what kept showing up on the list as surprisingly not yet until they like finally canceled I think it was like I I could be wrong so I expect someone to fact check me on this but I think it was like two weeks or like 10 days before it went live you are very it was very close to that if not that and I specifically remember because and please keep in mind that this was at the beginning Please keep in mind, not for you guys. Megan, please oh, remember. Yeah. No, anybody who's, listening, <laughs> anybody who's listening, please keep in mind that this was at the very beginning of the, before it was a pandemic, before we knew the severity, before we knew the the high contagion factor, before we really understood anything. But my roommate um, was going to go to ECCC, CCCC, and we had a lot of really tense conversations around the apartment as to if they should go or not and if that was a good idea if that was safe if it was a presenting danger to my husband and I like it, it, we had a lot of really tense conversations and it kind of started out as like the first conversation we had I got the sense that maybe I was being like a little overly panicked and a little overly worried and kind of like I didn't want to be like the fun police and then like with each conversation after that it got a little bit more like yeah but this actually is kind of 
like this is sort of going to be a big thing and then i was saying a couple of times like there's no way they're going to have it it's going to get canceled and then like the roommate decided that they didn't want to go and then like two days later it was canceled yeah i mean i so i was supposed to go to gdc Mm -hmm. And that was one where I made the call maybe two, three days before they canceled as I was sitting there at work being like, I think I need to not go to this. Like, it was a weird conversation. I was like, this is, but I I just don't see how this is safe. Like on top of uh, being at a convention with that Mm -hmm. many people. And, you know, early on, that's when a lot of the developers and, and the publishers coming from, China coming from uh, South Korea had already canceled uh, because they were restricting international travel. Uh, And I was curious, like, or not curious, but I was concerned about flights and not just being there, but then what's the impact of being at an international airport of Mm -hmm. everybody coming in? And and I was like, this is, I, you know, it was weird having that, that conversation of like, I need to cancel this. And I was just chatting with Charles about this today. I remember I made the decision to cancel and uh, they came back and said, great, you know, like we understand we're going to cancel. And then they came back a few days and said, like, we're going to cancel the event, uh, but we're going to reschedule a summer event. So they were like, well, you know, you can either refund your ticket or you can roll over the price of your ticket to next year's GDC and you get free to the summer GDC that we're going to put together. And I had talked to my boss about it and I was like, oh, you know, maybe the summer thing. And he just looked at me. He's like, Megan, there's not going to be a summer event like that. I, I know you think, and I was like, ah, fuck. In my heart of hearts, I know you're right. I just wanted it to be so fine, fine, I'll cancel. Anyway, so I know that they're still moving forward with the uh, a summer digital only, obviously, GBC event. And I think the thing that Charles is bringing up is really about all of the uh, digital events. So we just got the notification, I think yesterday or the day before about PAX finally canceling and giving, or at least giving word that they're not doing a physical event. So um, them being a nine day, you know, digital event, then Steam has their online event going on right now. San Diego Comic-Con is in July. They've uh, moved to a digital event. Emerald City Comic-Con rescheduling to a digital event. Yeah, I mean, they had originally rescheduled to August and now that August set is just going to be an online and then gamescom the event in germany for that's Mm -hmm. usually at the end of august has moved to a digital event as well so we're definitely like looking at you know all of the like what are all these spaces like how i don't know how how do you do all of these very nerd gathering things that are not gathering nerds quick question um san diego comic-con I don't think San Diego Comic-Con has ever been canceled, has it? I think this is a first. Uh, this is the first time that San Diego Comic-Con is canceled in its 50 years. Uh, well, it just, it, it's a small tangent. You know, I'm, I'm here in my hometown helping my mom out through all of this. And um, we have the country's oldest county fair here, the York Fair, which has been a fair since I believe before there was a country. But they canceled it this year. It usually was held in September, which makes 
makes sense because it's you know, a fair festival for harvest and agriculture and stuff. They had actually moved it into July, which was terrible and a travesty, um, unlike any other, because the harvest fair, sh- the agriculture fa- fair should be in the fall. Like, I care very much about this. You have to understand. But they moved it in July because it really is just like rides and carnival stuff now, but it is huge. And they canceled it this year as opposed to moving it back to September because they had moved it into July, but they canceled it. And in the history of the fair, which is, you know, at, in the I don't know how many hundred of years, but at least a hundred years, the only other time it was ever canceled was during the Spanish flu. So I have been a little bit out of the loop. I've been checking PAX West and this is, uh, I hadn't checked it in the last day or two. So this is like breaking news to me that it's digital only. Um, although in nine days, yeah. 24 hours, nine days. So yeah, they're, they're starting it on September 12th at, I believe it was 10 a.m. and they're running till 7 p.m. This is all Pacific time uh, on September 20th. So it works out to 201 straight hours of packs. That's too much packs. <laughs> I mean, is it just I I'm very curious how this is going to work. Is it just going to be a significant amount of like panels being streamed and then also like just gameplay of things being streamed is it going to be just watching a lot of people stream is it going to be online tournaments like and it's also gosh i don't care about that as much as i do about going to max right like i think it's really cool and it's really I love that people are trying to make digital stuff happen. There's been a couple of professional events that I was scheduled to go to. Unfortunately, like my favorite marketing convention, or excuse me, my favorite marketing conference has been switched to digital only. And that is, uh, that's a real hit because like conferences like that and conventions too are so much about the networking and you really lose a huge, huge portion of that by going digital only. But it's just so, for me, it feels so much harder to get amped if I'm not there in person, like it feels less special and I'm not complaining. Like it sounds like I'm complaining. I don't, I I think these things should be canceled (laughs) for physical, like, you know, I don't think that they should be held, but I I think it's a good question. Like how do you get amped about something that is usually such a special thing that really usually has to do with like being in the magic of the moment of being there? Yeah. So they're talking about bringing in esports content so that there should be, uh, first of all, the whole thing's going to be done on three separate like media channels sure kind of like they were doing before like there was a main theater twitch and then there were like other uh, event twitches that you could watch mm-hmm. during packs they do want to bring in concerts so they want to do concerts at some point during this nine day extravaganza too many days yeah we thought four days was a lot <laughs> panels uh they are taking panel submissions right now i don't even know how panels would work i guess just remotely like we're doing now mm-hmm. and the idea is that this is supposed to not just be PAX West, but it's supposed to, it's like a PAX West, PAX Australia, as well as EGX, mm. which takes place in London. Mm-hmm. All of that just coming together to make one mega show. Mega, mega show. Yeah. Over a week long of nonstop programming. So I don't know how that's going to work. Have they announced a ticket price? There is no ticket price. It is free. So it will be free. That's, that is really cool. I'm glad to hear that. And I think that's something that is uh, honestly, at least uh, one of the large um, marketing conferences that I attend that was canceled. It went from a, I think about a $1,900 ticket to a $130 ticket. And I'm also kind of like, not really sure it should have even been a $130 ticket at that rate for a two day conference. It's not all digital, but 
okay. I mean, I think like the thing that is going to be hard to to compensate for is the lack of hands-on new games like the Expo Hall, right? Like, so let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think one of the challenges is for me, I'm looking. Uh, it's the discovery of those new games as you're mm-hmm. walking past them, as you're like looking at their their signage, and quite honestly, for me, the the in person events. I'll be honest, 60 to 75% of it is about me getting together with my friends who have all gone and experienced this thing together. And then us circling back and and sharing notes and sharing ideas so that those, when we do go back, we get to go like, look at the things that other people were excited about. I mean, I don't know. I want to say that like these, these experiences don't let you do that. You can discover them and then share them digitally with your friends and then they can go check out the the demo much like you would if you saw a game on steam that you liked or something like that so i mean to me it just it feels like the normal experience of just sharing games in general well you bring up steam and right now through june 22nd steam is doing their summer games festival i want to say is the name of it it's hard to miss from this main store page with steam but it's Kind of. So what they're doing is like a lot of uh, live content, uh, developers playing their games, uh, talking about their games. And then what we normally would have had as a whole bunch of demos at a games conference are now just demos on Steam. You can just download, install these demos and play them. Um, a lot of stuff that we had seen at PAX West uh, last year is, if it hasn't come out yet, is you know now mm-hmm. a demo that you can play during the Steam Fest. Uh, so I hadn't played Chris Tales while we were at PAX, so I'm looking forward to picking that up and giving it a try. Uh, it's the Steam Game Festival Summer just, Edition. I see, it's just the Steam Game Festival Summer Edition. Yeah, uh, but okay. they also have things like with chats with devs and things so that you can, uh, I guess, you know, try to replicate some of those things that you would go to panels for, or that you would go to booths for. The game that I am excited to get my hands on that I will still say, Hannah, not the game for you right now, is Spiritfarer. The <laughs> game looks beautiful, and it's just going to make me weep. <laughs> so it, it does look really really beautiful the art style is really spectacular i know we talked about that a lot after um pax west last year um well the kind of the other thing and and this is a this is a situation unique to me so i recognize that it's not the the overwhelming experience but i'm not at home i don't have a gaming pc here i have my 2015 macbook so i'm also very restricted in the things that I can download and demo, which is kind of sad. So Fair. there is a little bit of living vicariously there. My MacBook is so low powered that Zoom won't let me use a digital background <laughs> or a virtual oh, background. Geez. Yeah, yeah, it's very sad. So I will expect, and in, in that vein of sharing games with friends, like I I will expect you guys as my friends to like when you demo games, you know, of us to keep talking about it on the podcast and like, you know, being able to share that um, and kind of let me live that vicariously through you and this yeah, games. Absolutely. There's some, basically this is my time that I look up the, the indie games that I yep. haven't I gotten into yet. That's usually, you know, the AAA games that are coming out, like we already, everyone knows about cyberpunk. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's coming and I will play it. I'm, kind of interested in the new star wars game sort of i'm not gonna play it in vr it that will make me hurl uh but there's (laughs) i mean like so these games i don't know if like those are things that necessarily need the convention to go around it to 
build up that hype. So it seems to be like the smaller stuff that I wouldn't have known about. That's like the sweet spot, I think. Well, I mean, I just downloaded demos for uh, Haven, which it's single player or co-op. It's like this couple that's on an alien planet and you're exploring the planet together. I remember that from PAX last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I just downloaded the demo for that. And I also downloaded the demo for Best Friend Forever because I didn't end up playing it. <laughs> that one is so cute. It was so good. Uh, so yeah, right now I'm using this as like a catch up for stuff I didn't do back in, you know, September last year. Um, but yeah, there's just a whole bunch of demos to just like go through, just see what looks nice, download it, give it a try. So they're trying to get that same kind of like trying new games and finding something you want to wish list. And of course the whole thing's through Steam. So you know, Valve is uh, hoping to rake in some money from that, I'm assuming. Sure. Um, the, the stuff that, that I feel like we're still missing, and I think about the Comic-Con events for this, right? So there are obviously the merch sales, the artist alleys, like these, these are the things that, that people will, will miss, but like cosplay, right? That is mm-hmm. such a, a group uh, environment sort of situation. And again, it is, it's that connection with my friends and um, it's, you know, with, with PAX, it's people come, you know, we live in Seattle, obviously. So people come to stay with us to go to this event. So it's that, that opportunity to connect with a group of people or San Diego Comic-Con, we go every year and um, it's an opportunity to get away for a week and go stay in, in San Diego. And, and if, even if I'm not like, you know, it's not a huge group of people, but it's still like a nice getaway for a while. Like these are all the things that are, that it's just this was, depressing. This was the year I was going to try and go with you guys too, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. Sad um, times. Yeah. I literally just canceled the Airbnb today because oh. uh, they, they extended their COVID cancellation yeah. policy to finally extend that far out which so. that's you know that's really good to hear and and one of the things Megan that you just briefly touched on that I think is absolutely worth kind of doubling down on just to help people think of like things that they can do to help support people during this time is people who would be in artist alleys and creator corners and and stuff like that people who are doing commission artwork who are selling their artwork or their you know their crafts or their their pins and their prints and all of that they're getting hit hard because of convention season basically being non-existent this year so when you're thinking about gifts for like your nerdy friends yeah you can go to steam and buy them a game but maybe also go to like etsy and pick up something from you know from a fan creator or that kind of thing to help people get through this because i know that there are a couple of artists whose mailing lists um that i'm on there's one who does japanese style uh wood block uh japanese style artwork um updated to like nerdy stuff and they are selling like they usually do convention exclusive enamel pins and so they've just been selling them through email and i picked up these they have these absolutely beautiful uh mononoke hime prints that i picked up up on a huge sale because they were like we just need to make money <laughs> we're putting this yeah. at like you know 30 percent discount and so this is you know if you have the ability to spend money on that sort of thing another good thing like another good place to think about it's kind of in the same line as supporting small businesses supporting your local businesses is also think about the creators that you can help support because yeah without conventions a lot of those people are falling on some pretty tough times yeah this is all freaking weird <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I'm working on, you know, what I, for work as 
know, we've discussed before that I work for a, a game company and I'm working on our, what are we doing digitally for Gamescom and what are we doing digitally for our own event that month? And what are we doing digitally for the, the month after that? Because like E3 is gone. And I think about E3 for gaming, similarly, the way that I look at San Diego Comic-Con for uh, just a lot of nerd culture, right? It's, it's where you would have gotten those big trailers that, that like jaw dropping moment of, Oh shit, this is the thing that's happening. That's really well, I guess this year may not have been the, the year for that since uh, all the console companies are, well, not all of them, but, you know, there's at least uh, Sony and, and Xbox. Yeah, right. have this, it's a, the new console year. But then we're also looking at like San Diego is where you start getting the trailers for all of the new TV series, the new movies and, and all of that. And that's, I guess it's, it didn't rely on San Diego as being the place to do it. It's just always the place where I looked to for like, that's when the news would drop. And so there isn't necessarily a reason for them to do it then, right? Like Disney can wait and do their own digital, what, D23? D23, yeah. Or, you know, and I'm sure that... Or Star Wars Celebration can be its own, like, event. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. It's interesting just to not have those consolidated events for any of those things anymore. So... I'm real curious what next year is going to look like. I was I was wondering that myself because, you know, as bands, we love these consolidated events because it lets us really immerse ourselves in the stuff that we love and see a lot of it all at one time. But it is a, a kind of a big question of in a year when companies can do their own events and have more control over it in that way. And, you know, pull a, um, was it EA that pulled out of E3 and just did their own EA event oh, yeah. right down EA the street? Play. Yeah, yeah, EA <laughs> Play. Um, like, is that something that more companies are going to want to do? And I really hope the answer is no, because I, coming from a fan perspective, consolidated events, conventions are just really wonderful and have been such a great community aspect of nerd culture for decades that I'm, I'm hoping very strongly that COVID does not change them drastically. And I think next year is going to be really, really interesting. I got nothing on that. I agree. Yeah, no. <laughs> I will say though, that I, I think that I could see more and more people pulling out. So, mm-hmm. you know, I work for Xbox. We, we pulled out of E3 a while ago, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, and Xbox technically doesn't sit on the convention floor. It has its, uh, we literally bought a building in LA life and have our own, you know, our own essentially convention over there. And so it's not sitting in the same spot as E3 and we do our own online thing and, and, and everything there. So that's been separate. E, E3. EA did theirs separate. Mm-hmm. PlayStation pulled out anyways and said that they weren't going to be attending. And they hadn't been there the year before. No, wait, they had been there the year before. It wasn't, oh gosh, I'm getting my timelines mixed up. Uh, anyways, so, but you know, it's a question of like, when when do people need to do this? How they How can they create their own narrative and their own timeline? If you have enough of clout to be able to do that, right? So- yeah. And I mean, the digital drop for the PS5 seems to be doing, seem to do Sony pretty well. Yeah. At least as far, uh, a, at least as far as exposure. Uh, there were some games there that I was like, uh-huh, yeah. Did you see anything, Charles, that you were looking at? I can't remember what it was called. The new Bethesda one, where it's like two assassins hunting each other. And mm-hmm. so you just die over and over again, trying to get through the city. Uh, that one looked 
interesting and I'm pretty sure that one's coming to PC. So I'm not concerned about it. a lot of the stuff. I mean, some things are sticking to just PlayStation, but a lot of what they were showing is also coming to PC. So awesome. <laughs> That new Spider-Man game, though, probably just sold me on a PlayStation. Right. Uh, but yeah, I was like, yeah, if you're going to put Miles Morales in something, I'm probably going to buy it. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, that's a $600 Spider-Man game right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did miss the, the beginning of the show, so I didn't see the trailer for that. I just heard about it afterwards. Uh, I think Charles heard me shrieking about it afterwards. <laughs> I imagine that it will also be on PC just because of the nature of what it is, but I sure am excited about that Demon Souls uh, remake. Moving uh, just a little bit, a tangent to this topic, because I know we had wanted to briefly uh, speak about it, and I was thinking about it a lot when I was saying, like, you know, places that you can, good places that you can put your money on during this. I believe it was last week we talked about a uh, Black Lives Matter bundle on itch.io as well as a Black Creators bundle on itch.io. But because of some technical difficulties, by the time we got the episode out, those bundles were already finished. Yeah, they were on a limited time sale. Yeah, but you had another one that you wanted to bring up that sounded really rad. I will say that I did manage to get at least one of those bundles mentioned on our Facebook page. But otherwise, yeah, that that didn't happen. But right now there is a uh, Humble Bundle. It is the Fight for Racial Justice bundle, I guess. It's $30. It unlocks a ton of games, as well as some comics, some novels. Uh, there's even an audiobook in there. Uh, there's an RPG book. For $30, you... Oh, yeah, you also get one month of their Humble Choice bundle, which lets you choose up to nine games from a bunch of different games that come out each month. So on top of what's already in the bundle, but like Baba is You is one of the games that's in the bundle and uh, we love that game. God, like Hyperlight Drifters on here. There's a Jackbox party game. I haven't played Spelunky. That's one I'd be interested in checking out. I didn't know that there was a remaster of Bioshock, but that's in there. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of different games in here. Oh gosh, yeah. There's um, FTL, which is such a good game. Darkest Dungeon, The Shield Breaker. That one looks interesting to me. I I haven't played it. A game that's been around for a long time, Elite Dangerous, and I've never gotten around to playing it, but I kind of do want to check it out in VR. So this is just a great excuse. It's so good and so hard (laughs) um and the proceeds so i just wanted to look and make sure the proceeds are going to the naacp legal defense fund the bail project and race forward which is a nonprofit racial justice organization so great really really fantastic groups to support and this is a if you haven't been able to get like like the itch.io bundle or anything like that, this is a very cool, this is a really cool bundle. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit caught up because now I'm looking at the stuff that's in it because I hadn't seen all of it. Like, ooh, there's a ghost, uh, the ghost of the shell comic. There are some, ext- wow, there are some fantastic books in here. Uh, 12 Years a Slave is actually in here. Uh, I, I am not so much on the uh, <laughs> Attack on Titan anthology, but you know. But you know what? If you have a friend who is then there you go no i am interested in that ghost in the shell um i've actually been 
listening to an audiobook that's co-authored by Max Gladstone. So him being on the uh, Ghost in the Shell thing seems interesting. Uh, this is my excuse to finally end up getting Kerbal, uh, Kerbal Space <laughs> Program. That has been on my Steam wish list for literally since it came out, I think. I, um, I made a lot of things explode on the launch pad. That's about how well that came <laughs> back for me. Yeah, this is this Some is of them a great got level. a few feet. <laughs> That is, it's a great bundle um, supporting some fantastic organizations. So, and I think that we will continue to keep an eye out for stuff like this bundles and and sales um, that have, that go to good uh, areas and things that folks can do to help. Because as we kind of discussed, like, it's not always possible for you to, you know, physically go out and do a thing, but you know, there's always, always, always things you can do to support. Yep. And you know, if anything, it's always uh, great for you to explore. And if you can't buy now, if you can't do that, not everyone's in a place to do it, but give them your your eyeballs, give them your, your shares and share with other people stuff that you're interested in, even if you can't get it just now. So there's there's some cool shit out there. Just because we're all locked up at home doesn't mean that, you know, there's there's not new stuff being made. So anyways, uh, whew, what a, like, it just fucking felt like taking that for a nosedive. So... Uh, <laughs> Uh, th- no, there's there are cool demos that I want to play. I'm just going to probably play the ones tonight that are going to make me cry. So I'm going to go pour myself some adult beverages and go fare some spirits. <laughs> I, I will say in um, more AAA game news, um, the thing that has made me more excited than anything, and I really can't remember how long is, and I have yelled and yelled about it on this podcast since this podcast started, I think. We are finally getting Pokemon Snap on the Switch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pokemon I, Snap I Island Adventure, whatever they're calling it. My husband asked me if I was going to go take a whole bunch of pictures of Piplup, and I said, I am going to be a goddamn Piplup paparazzi. It's <laughs> my new calling in life, and my Switch is something I have here with me. So, oh man. Thank God for video games. <laughs> I honestly sat there and I was like, how can I hook up my N64 to my computer so I can stream it? Because I still have the original Pokemon Snap cartridge. Only Pokemon game I've ever played. Really? That's okay, because it's one of the best. <laughs> well, I'll play the remaster too, so. Oh, I'm, I'm just thrilled. Just thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I friends. Say, yeah, that was my first Pokemon game. Yeah. I want to go make some food and make some beverages. And Hannah, it's getting late for you since you're on the East Coast. So you want to make some food, some beverages, and some sorrow. Yeah, essentially, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am ready to be sad. This is that is like basically my default setting. So <laughs> thank you for joining us. You can catch us at Dorcadia.com at Dorcadia on most social medias iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music, and Mixer. Please give us a rating. We would like five out of five what's. I mean, if you make me answer, I'm just going to say five out of five piplups, and I think I've said that one before. (laughs) Socially conscious game bundles? Five bundles? That's a lot of games. I mean, I'll take them, but okay. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye.